Hello and welcome to the Shine and Thrive podcast, episode number four. I'm Sarah Monica, and in this episode, will well, in this episode will be short and sweet, uh, but I'll get you thinking a little bit differently about how to document the story of a wedding day authentically. So it's very, very important. I've made it so it's chronological and broken down into sections of the day, so it's easy for you to digest. Also, at the end of this episode, I'll let you know where you can get your hands on a mini printable cheat sheet to have with you at each wedding to remind you of what moments to look out for. So stay tuned. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now, I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30-hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want, when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Yay. Oh my gosh. Welcome to podcast episode number four. Holy crap. It's already here. Uh, At the time of this recording, because I'm going to be batch recording episodes kind of in advance, so I'm always well prepared in advance. Um, At the time of this recording, it's literally the launch, official launch of my podcast. And I'm getting so overwhelmed with all the messages from you guys just DMing me, letting me know how much value you guys got out of it. People are crying. People are laughing. Um, people are saying that they felt stuck and now that they feel that they listened to my episode, my, even just my first episode, they said that it gave them so much hope with knowing that even if you do feel stuck, it's okay. Like you can get out of it if you just do certain, the certain things that I did, for example, which is not give up or just keep hustling or, uh, keep your mindset intact, all those kinds of things. So I'm so, so grateful for you guys for all of the support that I'm receiving today. And as that's happening, I now feel so, so energized. I've decided to record this podcast episode because I want to keep that momentum going of the energy. Um, and okay, so yeah, I'm excited to jump into this episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter, but it has a ton of value. So here are the top 10 in between moments to look out for on wedding days. So number one is, um, basically, so the morning of when the guys are hanging out or getting ready, and sometimes it's not just the guys, it's also the parents can be there. Um, I truly, truly believe that, the guys, let's say it's just um, the groom and the guys hanging out. I truly believe that the guys will value relaxed photos of them so much more than just getting dressed. So I arrive um, and I make sure to tell them, hey, you guys can do whatever you want. It's totally up to you. You can start getting dressed early. You can just hang out in your regular clothes, play games, do whatever you want to do. So I arrive and they literally... Uh, feel so comfortable around me right away. And I just let them, uh, you know, crack a beer, uh, do like funny, funny little things. Like for example, recently I had, I photographed a wedding where they literally wanted to go outside and play Frisbee on the street. Like they did when they were younger. And I'm like, yes, let's do that. Or they wanted to play video games. And if you just let that, like those moments unfold naturally, then just keep an eye out for all those in-between moments. Like the guys, listen to the guys talking. If they're about to make a joke, make sure your camera is up at your face and ready because you know that they're going to be laughing and connecting naturally, right? 
So the morning of like those are that's like a huge opportunity for so many in-between moments of them in their regular kind of um, how do you call it natural habitat I guess you would say because sometimes they get ready in their home and sometimes it's in a hotel and so maybe it's not as natural but uh, still let them just do what they want to do and I promise you you will get photos of them naturally connecting and being themselves that they will value a lot. So number two is the morning of for the girl side. So same thing for the girls. It, there could also be family there. Oh, and I forgot to mention for the for the guys on the morning of, if family is there too, like parents, that's another thing to look out for. Uh, like for example, of the parents just just staring at them, staring at their child that's about to get married and being like so overwhelmed with excitement and emotion. Look out for those moments because those are the in-between moments that we as photographers should be uh, anticipating and paying attention to. So yeah, same with the girls, basically. I like It's basically the same thing. The girls will obviously uh, have more like of different kinds of activities. They're most likely not going to play video games or play frisbee, but they will maybe just hang out, drink champagne, talk, laugh, maybe pra- practice their entrance to the reception. Uh, and then of course, when it's time for the dress to be put on, of course, it's like a really, really exciting moment for girls. And that's one of those expected moments on wedding days, but make sure you're keeping an eye out on not just the bride putting on her dress and stuff like that, but pay attention to people's reactions and pay attention to even before she puts on her dress, how the girls are interacting and maybe there'll be random spontaneous hugs of like the bride being like oh my gosh I really appreciate you and just gives them a hug and you want to make sure those moments are documented because those mean so so much to the couple so number three is leaving the house so this time uh or sorry one second I'm, uh where's my thought train of thought oh leaving the house okay so this is the last time that Possibly the parents or the wedding party will see them before uh, they're they're married. Maybe they're off to go get married right away. Maybe they're they're going for the first look. So especially if family is there, I, I usually could see the moms kind of being like, "Okay, bye. Oh my gosh!" Like, and you just want to pay attention to those moments. So leaving the house is such a beautiful in between moment to document because it also helps tell the story of. If you're documenting them leaving the house, they're feeling something in that moment. It's like, it's like a next. It's like the they're one step closer to seeing their person and getting married and having that celebration. So that's a really really great moment to document because maybe, maybe on the outside nothing's happening. They're just walking outside of the house. But just imagine, picture yourself, what you would feel, right? There's a lot going on inside, right? And that is what they will value that that's documented. So number four, arriving at the ceremony location. So I always like rush to get there because I want to get there while there's still like, obviously the bride is still waiting in the back (laughs) because I don't want to be late, but um, get those quiet moments of like the bride waiting in the back with her dad or just in the car. It's, that's another moment where she's feeling something, right? And it's, it's, I always go back to feeling. I always ask myself, what are these people feeling right now? What, what could they be feeling? And that's why I document literally every single in-between moment as I possibly can. Uh, so yeah, documenting that. And guess what? Even sometimes when the bride comes out and she's ready to walk down, it depends on the ceremony location. If it's indoors, it's kind of hard to do this where like to the very last minute you're documenting her 
with her dad before she starts walking. If it's an outdoor location, I'm able to do this because there's so much space around the ceremony. I'm able to like run from where she is with her dad down, down the grass to the ceremony and be able to capture all that. Um, but even do- if, even if you're there in the back and sometimes guests arrive late, Sometimes I even love seeing how the guests come late and they're like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. And just getting their reactions with like the bride kind of um, in the foreground blurred out. It tells a story of like the bride was there and then her friends came late, but they were like, oh my God, you look so beautiful. And she'll remember that feeling again, how she felt in that moment. Um, Okay, number five, which is a ceremony, which is obviously that's a key moment. So it's not technically in between. But I'm always thinking about even in the key moments, what other in-between moments can I catch? So I always make sure to listen to the officiant as they speak because you can hear when they start to talk. um, If they're going to go more lighthearted and say a joke, you can kind of tell in the way they speak sometimes. And then that way you can get yourself ready and maybe you can be shooting from... Uh, beside the bride and groom and documenting the family and friends laughing at the joke or you know that um, the bride and groom will laugh and you can get a laughing shot of them connecting holding hands like those are those things that you need to be ready for so always just be paying attention to what's going around you to get those in-between moments okay number six right after they are married for some photographers this might be like a well duh obviously people are hugging them and they're celebrating But I have to tell you something. I was at a wedding once where I noticed that, you know, the the couple was married. They walked down the aisle. Oops, I just hit my microphone, made a weird sound. Um, The couple got married. They walked down the aisle and yay, oh my gosh, the photographer was shooting that. And then as soon as they like walked past the photographer, the photographer stopped shooting. And I was like, what? What? No, no, no. Like inside of me, I was dying because I'm like, but they're outside by themselves right now and they're like they're connecting that they just got married plus all of their like closest friends and fa- uh, closest friends and family are going to be out there any second giving them huge hugs and congratulations and crying possibly all this stuff and they're missing it guys do not miss this this is key this is one of my favorite parts of the day to document because it's so authentic literally couldn't get more authentic than that them literally just like so excited they just got married super authentic hugs all that kind of stuff tears so make sure that you're shooting that okay seven number seven cocktail hour again i've second shot before i've second shot so much in my life and there has been so so many times where that's where the photographers take a break and they're like okay this is where we just kind of chill and that's kind of what i thought it, it was supposed to be like but uh i was like but I don't understand why are we just sitting here when there's all these people laughing and drinking and connecting? I didn't get it. And as so- and then as soon as I obviously went out on my own, I really made sure to make that happen uh, for my couples to document that part. So cocktail hour is so key because guess what? Every time they see a new person, there are smiles and hugs. People are connecting during this time and they get to start like getting a little loose. So it's easier to document people authentically. I personally love this time. I even make sure to grab a drink. I'm always like, okay, finally get to have my little second win because I'm obviously it's a tiring day. Grab a glass of wine, drink my glass of wine, go out, document people connecting. I 
I'm a little bit more like confident, right? Wine helps a lot. <laughs> so I'm able to connect with people and be like, oh my, um, and document them laughing with each other authentically. And then I'll be like, hey, do you guys want a picture after I get something authentic? So I get that, I get that nice balance. So that is such a beautiful time to document for your couples, especially because they want to see all of their favorite people having fun and enjoying themselves. And I want to give all their guests the gift of having a memory of that day that's authentic and not just a posed cell phone photo, right? Plus, if I can walk around and follow the couple connecting with all their favorite people, those are, again, um, moments that, I mean, those are my favorite photos to look back on when I was younger was when no, I didn't know a picture was being taken of me and my friends. We were laughing, connecting, and and I want to give the same to my couples. So that is why I'm so passionate about documenting cocktail hour that way. Attention fellow wedding photographers and fellow wannabe wedding photographers. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're scared of missing key moments on wedding days. You feel pressured to create photos that are quote-unquote Pinterest perfect and Instagram worthy. You're nervous about all the different lighting scenarios that are out of your control and you're not sure how to handle them. You're confused on how to balance creating beautiful imagery while also capturing authentic moments and emotion. And you're worried about being in people's way way too often. If you're like, hells yeah, Sarah, you read my mind, then I'm here all excited and bushy-tailed, yes, I had to throw in the squirrel reference, to let you know that I've created something for you that will help you become a confident wedding day storyteller in just two weeks. It's an online program that I created just for you called Intuitive Storytelling, and it's officially out and ready for enrollment. I want you to take a moment and imagine for a second what life would be like if you knew how to be at the right place at the right time on wedding days so you can catch those key and in-between moments. You got emails back from your clients saying, you were the best freaking decision we made for our wedding. You also knew how to confidently create strong storytelling photos that people felt emotionally connected to. And you finally felt like an actual fly on the wall, aka people don't stare into your camera all day anymore. Well, it's all possible because I consistently experience these things myself. And now I want to help you make these possibilities become your reality. Are you all bright eyed and bushy tailed right now too? Again, had to throw in the squirrel reference, you know me. So listen up. You can get started on learning all my tips and tricks of how I document wedding days as soon as today. You can go to saramonica.com forward slash storytelling for all the deets and instructions on how to grab your copy of the course. You'll have lifetime access and you can go at it at your own pace along with a private community of other like-minded photographers that are on the same journey as you are. With intuitive storytelling, you'll be able to learn how to confidently storytell like a pro on wedding days in just two weeks. So what are you waiting for? Uplevel your storytelling game this wedding season so that next year you'll be watching your inbox filling up with even more inquiries. Hello referrals from this year's clients. So again, head over to saramonica.com forward slash storytelling and sign up now. I cannot wait to see you in there. Number eight. Okay, so right before they enter the reception, 
pay attention if the couple has a moment alone before they're about to enter. Because again, what are they feeling? They Well, two things. They're feeling excited. They're about to go in and and celebrate and they're finally going to eat food because they're probably starving. But this is also one of the few moments that they have alone. And how special would it be just to document them connecting that way? And this is also where they connect and laugh with the wedding party if it's just not the two of them. So this is where the wedding party gets a little bit goofier. They've had some drinks. They're all excited to go in. They're a little bit nervous too because maybe they have a dance kind of ready for the entrance and stuff like that. So this is another amazing spot to get authentic photos of the couple connecting and them connecting with their closest friends. So instead of just waiting for the entrance inside or wherever the dance floor is, that's how what I used to do. I used to just wait, run to the back and have a look at what's going on and quickly just like document things naturally, then run back out. You can pay, you you don't have to be nervous to do this or miss miss the shots of them coming in because guess what? No, no one's going to start without the photographer. Even if the DJ starts announcing them and they see you, you're right there. They're not going to go yet. Plus, you can just listen to the DJ. You can listen to the cue. If you hear them say, all right, guys, it's time, then you're like, okay, I need to get out my ass on the dance floor. And then you're pretty much set. So there's no risk involved. And that way you'll get more authentic photos. Okay, number nine, during dinner. So there's a lot of a lot of different in-between moments during dinner that you can you can document. Of course, people laughing and stuff like that. But while people are eating, I usually tip I typically that's where I'm not shooting because people feel uncomfortable. They want to just have their space to eat. Um, but during speeches, an in-between moment would be, of course, like the obvious moment would be documenting the speakers and then document the reactions and people like laughing and crying and stuff, which is all very, very important and key in-between moments. But there's a bonus one that I have and I love to do if I can. So it's the couple holding hands under the table, right kind of beside them during speeches. And guess what? This is one of the few times all day they get to hold on to each other for longer moments. And it's something no one else sees like but them and only they feel. So imagine documenting that kind of moment for them where they're just, you know, feeling each other's hands, using their uh, sense of touch. And I, what I like to do is I like to go over their shoulder quickly if I can and kind of shoot downwards over the shoulder and, and ends up being such a beautiful, intimate shot. If you want to uh, see what I mean, you can check out my blog post on this episode and I have uh, a photo there to see what I for you to see what I mean. Um, and of course, it's not possible every time because sometimes they just don't hold hands. There are couples that just that's not their thing or maybe it, there's like literally no space for you to go <laughs> behind them at all. So that's fine. Like if you can't do it, you can't do it. But that's just one of the uh, those like extra in between moments I love documenting during dinner. Okay, now it's party time. Number 10, party time. So dancing is the obvious thing to document. And of course, it's so crucial. But keep your eyes peeled for other things that are going on. So people watch. For example, I once shot a wedding where there was a group of guys huddled around their phone because the Raptors were playing. And it was this year in 2019 where they were doing so well, right? And they could have won. So I noticed that that group slow. I noticed that that group was getting bigger and bigger slowly. So I kept an eye out on them. Then, of course, when the Raptors won, I was able to capture that moment of celebration. Now that group of guests have that awesome photo to remember that moment by, 
And it will also help the couple remember that that's what was happening. It was actually really funny because the bride was like, she was very, very chill. And she was jokingly like going up to the group, stealing their cell phone and then being like, come out on the dance floor. But then she would bring it back to them. But she was so chill and she was just making a joke of it. So that was another in-between moment that I noticed that I documented. And it just tells the story of who they are as humans, their personalities. It tells such a deeper story than just, okay, guys, here is dancing at the reception and their story is done. You know what I mean? So those are my 10. And keep in mind, all of these don't work out for every single wedding day. The last thing you want to do is ask them to do any of these things because they will like, don't don't be like, oh, can we can you guys hold hands during dinner? Because guess what? They'll remember that it was kind of contrived and you ask them to do that. The photos mean the photos mean way more when they know that it happened naturally. And just trust that things will unfold as they should for them in their story um, for you to document. Because no matter what, no matter what wedding you're photographing, those people have personalities of their own and things will happen naturally. And you're just there to document the story. You're just a storyteller. So technically, you can't like you're not risking anything, right? So as promised, I have a little cheat sheet that you can print out uh, with all of these little like tips and points of reference so you can actually take it with you on wedding days so you don't forget about it and you can keep referencing it and you can improve your body of work. So you can find that at sarahmonica.com forward slash 004. That's Sarah, no H, Monica with a K, dot com forward slash 004. And also, if you head over to my blog post basically on this podcast episode on my website, then you can actually see example photos that pair nicely with each of the points that I made. So that'll give you also a visual reference of what I mean to help you grow your craft and become a better documenter and storyteller of wedding days. So that's what I have for you this week. I hope it gave you a ton of value. If it did, please, please let me know. I would love to hear from you in a DM on Instagram. And I would really, really, really appreciate if you hit subscribe on this podcast if you don't want to miss another episode. And if you uh, shared a review on iTunes for me, because the more reviews and subscriptions I get, uh, the more I can reach more photographers to help them in their business and their lives. And yeah, I just... That sound just came out of me and I could have edited it out, but guess what? I think I'm going to keep it in here to to fuel your comedic relief. Anyway, (laughs) I can't wait to hang out with you next week again. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the one thing you could do to make more money as a wedding photographer right away. Can't wait for you to tune into that money conversation coming up and booyah. See you next week. Yay! Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. That's Sarah No H Monica with a K Photo to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. 
In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet the irony is the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. It's called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow, how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use. Plus, tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to saramonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's saramonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.